welcome to podcast 178 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Curti, Dave, Doop, Joseph, and Herbals. Ah, but uh, of course, we have plenty of things tonight. We have a safe focus with Mr. Doop. We have our spotlight on match plans. No, not those. And we, of course, have a quiz as well, but you'll find out who is providing it once we get there. Uh, gentlemen, welcome. Hello. 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 Uh, right, we'll jump in to uh, the save focus, which this week is with Mr. Dupe and his achievement hunter. So after a, a successful period with Manchester Red, Trafford Red Bricks, etc., blah, 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 <laughs> we're going to catch up with Dupe's latest adventure and how many achievements he's unlocked so far. So without further ado, over to Mr. Dupe. Hello. Take it away. Hello, sir. Welcome. Um, we're not in Manchester anymore. Um, Brexit happened and I got deported so I'm actually in France now uh, I've taken over for Red Star FC uh, the French version not 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 Belgrave um, and we're in the, we started in the third tier of France and we were favourites to go up and um, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't go up um, I'm sure it's probably a problem with the game not my ability uh, so we kind of went away um Kind of spent a lot of time going through the squad, reevaluating the squad for pre-season. We've got one really good player called Nathan Bizet, uh striker, young French lad, very, very good in front of goal. Um, but we we're just struggling to get him in front of goal. So uh, we took some time. We, uh, Like I said, we went through the, the free transfers. And we started the second season on an absolute flyer. Six games played, 5-1, two, uh, sorry, 5-1, one drawn. And uh, we've only conceded uh, one goal in the sixth game so we're, we're, we're doing well um one of my main focuses like i said was trying to get the ball into a position where visit or another striker could score um my second focus was we were we were conceding so many late sloppy goals so uh with the system i'm running i was working on really strengthening my defense which we brought some two maybe three very good center backs for the league that are playing um all on short-term deals ready for fingers crossed moving up to to the second tier but uh yeah, it's um, it's been good. We've had a little bit of a, I'd, I'd call it a COVID break. We've had some games postponed due to COVID, um, but we're back on uh, back on Monday night, so tonight when the pod comes out, and uh, we'll be we'll be plowing through season two. Plowing. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I can't I can't listen to the word plow seriously for some reason. We had I'm a pub sure near that. us called Plow. The, the Plow Inn. Um, you would love it. <laughs> Did love does lovely food. Did lovely food. Doesn't now anywhere. Um, I took took the wife there for for a meal and a and a night away, at the plough. That you did. Uh, you have a ploughman's at the plough. No, by plowder at the plough. <laughs> Brilliant. There we go. <laughs> That's the level. I feel like <laughs> you played the plough card now. I did. I did. Right. Let's bring this back to uh, what we we're actually trying to cover, <laughs> rather than how and who got ploughed, etc. Uh, how many achievements have you unlocked so far? Well. Herbal like this. I've got a spreadsheet for it, Herb. Yes. Yeah, we spoke a lot about spreadsheets last week. Um, and there is a grand total of, drum roll please, uh, 98 achievements. Out of how many? There's 98 available. Oh, there's 98 um, available. No, I've, I've not done 98. I've done 35.28% of them. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Um, so I would probably say roughly around about 34. <laughs> Quick maths. Um, we've only achieved one of them 
with Red Star at the moment, which was we visited, we did window shopping, which is visiting the in-game store, just to have a little look around. Um, <laughs> I didn't do what Dave did, um, the editor. Uh, so we're doing yeah. really well at, at uh, Red Star, but there's a lot here that we can do because it's going to be a longer-term save. It's, it's hell of a lot, but... You know, fingers crossed this this year we're, we're five games without conceding. There's there's an achievement to get to 10 um, and we're, we're on our way. But yeah, 35.28 percent, which is which is not bad, seeing as we are in January. Have you gone after all of like the really obscure ones that you don't need to sort of do within a particular save yet? Like upload a video to YouTube. They're and not. Things like that's that. not a thing anymore. Um, Some of them still are like hosting a network game. Yes. Things like that are. Yeah, you about fancy one? Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, I've got them kind of penciled in. Like I said, we we did the <laughs> we got a life. <laughs> I did the old uh, just literally. I clicked a button um, and went to went to the in-game store. I um, delegated everything to then retake it all back. So I went to staff, delegated. You get the achievement, then I took it all back in house to myself. Um, and you know, we've done we've done a few of them. Uh, that you know for example we've used a pre-saved match plan you know wink wink nudge nudge uh which we'll talk more about later but um there's some very difficult ones matt and i i, I the more i'm into this the more i'm getting concerned i have started <laughs> the drafts because i got invited to to play a draft um don't really remember how it went uh but loony smashed me um and i've got a few draft. lined up <laughs> I've seen his dare wheel, mate. I'll say no more. Um, and I've got a few drafts coming up, so that, that that's tough though, because like we got to do two hundred drafts. Also, we got to get two hundred points. We got to play a hundred games in draft mode. Um, that's going to take ages. But yeah, there, there's some good ones, Matt. There's some good ones that we should get involved with. Uh, and we, you know, we'll get you lot involved with the drafts. You know, who wants to play a draft? Hands up. Thanks. Thanks for the help. Curtis desperate to play, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, his camera's frozen again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, apart from that, Matt, yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely a nice challenge because it's fun that we can uh, do, you know, you're focusing more on trying to tick some of these boxes instead of going for, not, not saying we're not going for the title and trying to get promoted, but for example, we... At the moment, one of the hard ones, I think, especially further up in the leagues we go, is about conceding goals. And um, so at the moment, it's like you haven't conceded for 30 consecutive games. That's really tough. Like, that's nigh on impossible. But we're five games in. So it's now, do we not push to try and get promoted? Do we sit back and see how many games we can just not concede and park the bus? So, yeah, there's, um, there's, there's some moral decisions I've got to make. Not about me, obviously, but I got the ten game not conceding one last night. Did you? Yeah. Um, Easy. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, you kind of brushed over season one, saying you just didn't go up. Were you? Were you close to being sacked? Were you the favourites to go up? Like, what, well, what was the? What stopped you going up? What was the crack? Well, we were favourites to go up. Um, we we ended up finishing fifth. We were six points off a top. Um, we played well. I mean, we we lost one game. Uh, sorry, we won one game less than top of the league, but we just we, we lost to like bottom in in our running. We lost to like third bottom, fourth bottom, and I don't know what it was. But one night I was tweeting about it, going, "Wow, oh, what a stream! We're top of the league, eight games to go. Come on, we're excited as hell." 
And then I didn't win for five games. Um, and then it was about three games to go and I could still mathematically get uh, promoted. So uh, I asked for a new contract um, because my job was insecure. I asked for a new contract. They said, oh, we'll get back to you. I then won a game and then I was kind of then probably odds on favor to go up. Uh, they then offered me a two-year contract, which I negotiated a bit more money, made it a bit more job security, and then proceeded to lose the other two games. <laughs> so I think kind of that decision may have helped me save the job. A few people I've spoke to um, who have done a Red Star or started a Red Star said that when they got, one of them didn't get promoted and he got sacked. So I was very scared about that. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it was tough. Like I said, we, we seemed to concede a hell of a lot um we did score but we did score quite a bit but we relied on one player which was busy and if busy didn't score just goals didn't come from anywhere so i think we scored like 50 goals in the season um but last year uh, but in that in that 50 goals busy scored 34 of them you know like there's just no goals coming from elsewhere and then he got injured for a couple of weeks and we just didn't score well um that's nuts that's nuts uh, and I've completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs> You're so surprised about third tier Nathan Bizet, who... Um, oh, that, who... no, that's what I was going to ask. Um, obviously, going into season two, I know you had the issue with uh, loans in lower league France. And obviously, you are a manager who loves his loans on the way from the bottom to the top. Um, Did you say that's one of my traits as a manager? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what would your trait be, Kay? Um... Uh, I don't know. I bottled the league title again the other day, so okay. probably something to do with that. Um, but uh, as someone who loves a loan, bit mm. of a wheeler dealer, how mm. have you how have you coped without that option being available to you this year? I think we're quite fortunate this year. So, so if anyone doesn't understand, we did briefly touch upon it last last week that it was it was a bug, uh, or we I thought there was a bug after the stream. Me, Dave, um, and I think I think or nerd or one of them we were sat in a call after the, and we were going through it and actually went on the si forums and yeah it's a bug the the loan count doesn't reset after season one it does after season two but it just won't after season one so i was staring down the barrel of of my 20 my 22 man squad um one of them being a loanee the rest being oh so one of them being a loanee and 18 of them running out of contract at the end of the season i kind of looked at the summer thinking i've got three players in my squad or four players that i can play um and i can't loan anybody so what i did was we just we trialed every man and his dog within a 150 mile radius um i'm very i'd be very surprised if we could find a free transfer that hasn't trialed at red star this season um and we've just we just slogged it and we just went through and we have managed to get the one that was on loan last season, my left back. Uh, he, we can extend his loan because he doesn't count as an extra loan, apparently. That worked. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we've had to, well, I say unfortunately, we've had to sign everybody. And we, we've built a very good squad. Um, I'm, I'm very happy. We've got some very good talent that uh, are very young. And I think in the future, we can earn a lot of money from. Um, and kind of maybe this, is, maybe this has opened my eyes and changed the way that I play. Eyes emoji. Mm. Uh, is there a particular achievement that you're planning to unlock next? And I guess you've got like a strategy behind the saves 
to sort of aim for particular achievements, but is there a particular one you've got in your sights to use the whole eye thing that you were? You would a hundred percent think that, wouldn't you? That there's a strategy in place, there's a plan in place. Um, there is and there isn't. Um, at the moment, I think at this current moment in time, I'm looking to concede the least in the league this year because I think this league is probably going to be one of the easiest, especially with the players that we've 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 managed to get in. So that's the iron curtain. So your team concedes the least amount of league goals over the entire season. I think that's very achievable. Um, which I do think, though, that the, in this save, I think it's going to be quite tricky when you get up to the top, when you're playing PSG, Marseille and all that. That's going to be very difficult. Um, but it is kind of structured on how we want to do it. And I'm, I'm still thinking about the fifth save. Uh, that It might have to be a save where we are just going to go in and walk it, um, maybe Sunday League football style. Um, but at the moment, the idea is to not get sacked from Red Star, try and get promoted, and try and now look to concede the least amount of goals. I know that sounds fun, um, but it it does change the way you think about things because what what I do is I kind of go into a stream or come after a stream and I go, oh, look at that. So, okay, so we haven't conceded for five games, for example. There's one here for 10, so I, how am I going to do it for the next five? Or um, there's a load of jobs. This this team's bigger than me, and they it's highlighted that I might be a favourite. Should I apply for that job? Because if I get offered a job, that's an achievement. But that could then ups upset the apple cart at home. It's it's a bit of a tricky one. I'm not going to lie. But there's it, it does kind of bring something new to to a save. I'm just I'm just looking at some of the achievements. Um, yeah. <laughs> so one of them is uh, to stay at one club for 20 seasons. Is this is this that save? Is this is this what the plan was? So we we spoke about this in stream um and we felt that as long as you can do it legitimately in game it's it's not a cheat right it's not a cheat so as long as you can it's it's a, it's an option that the game gives you without having to pay for an add-on it's fair so if we get to 15 seasons let's just say and we've managed to win uh, Liga and five times in a row. We've won four Champions Leagues and it's getting a little bit stale. We might have a little bit of a sabbatical and go on holiday for a season and or two and three or four or five and get that 20 seasons. 20 Manager of the Year awards? Yeah. Um, Is that in one save? Well, No, I think that's over the course of the... I think it's over the course of the time. Uh, we, we've got two. Uh, we've got two already, Kay. We've got two at Manchester Red. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> because we, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it's the same with the Manager of the Month award. Like, you got to get 10 Ooh. Manager Month. What about what about some of these, like, leaderboard ones? Because one of them is you've become the greatest manager of all time. Yes. Um, that's That's on the Hall of Fame, right? I think so. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be very difficult, Christopher. That's uh, that, tough, man. That, that's going to be very difficult. Well, have you done a name fix? <laughs> what? Well, if, if you, you have, work the, if you have the, the name fix, fix, you don't go on the leaderboard. <laughs> it's not that leaderboard, is it? It's <laughs> the Hall of Fame. Any, any non-vanilla, any adjustments? Yeah, it's, it's um, it's it's the it's the leaderboard of Hall of Fame where you you up against 
original managers, isn't it? Oh, even okay. even when I complete the paint again, I was only eighth on that list, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but that was all sh shitty leagues, wasn't it? And you've gone to eleven different. No, clubs well, as English as an English as an English manager, I was eighth on there. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Thanks for the positivity, gents. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, I could get to the anchor and just smash out Pentagon. They must be easy. Yeah. Easy, so mate. presumably, national hero is on the on your list for this one. Win promotion from the bottom league to the top league in a in a nation. Yeah, that that's that they class um, national in France is the bottom league. So if we get to get to the top, we're there, mate. Yeah. What, what's the most obscure one you've got so far? Do you know? The most obscure one we got. Yeah. So what the most obscure one I've got, I think, is uh, one of my players oh, okay. was selected in the I, World a... Cup best eleven, which only seven point nine percent of players have achieved so far. Mine. But, okay, uh, well, one thing I will say, obviously we had the bug, I know that it was last last week was bug episode, but we're going to go again, it's, we're going to go again. We had the bug with the achievements, if you remember. Ah, uh, yeah, so you've got your list se separate. So I do a separate list because I it says here that I've got 57 or 58% of the achievements, which I don't have uh, some of these because it just happened to be a bit strange. So I, I'm being honest and I'm producing my own spreadsheet. Um, and the most obscure one I've got is 0%. What? Uh, which I achieved playing Looney Hoon at a fantasy draft. It says complete a fantasy draft competition on a shoestring budget. And I've actually got that. 0% of players apparently have it. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. GG. How do you view the percentage? Uh, global stats at the top. Or attributes, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, yeah. Everyone listens so, to yeah. the pod now is loading up Steam to check. Um, <laughs> I've got loads yeah. of like 0 0.5 and belows. It's not about you, Dave. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I haven't really. I'll tell you one easy one that everyone can go and get if, if you're interested in just ticking a few boxes is Mr. Delegator. Delegate all your staff responsibilities to another member of staff or as Dave calls it, just a way to play the game. Yeah. Easy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> would Dave, have, would you have unlocked that, Dave? I probably have because I don't know. Okay, if you, you do it from the start rather than actually actively doing. Okay, it. what's it called, Mister Delegate? Yeah. Yeah. Where's that towards the bottom? Yeah, one point seven. Uh, believe it or not, I do not have that now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you've uh, not delegated everything. Yeah, yeah. So. It on. It's going to be tough. Yeah, we know it's going to be tough. Uh, but there's stuff like on top of the world, you've won the World Cup, which is why we're going to do the England save. Uh, and just is do a World England Cup with England. The next portion of the journey then no so um so i'm gonna go a little bit off tangent but it will come back around so at the moment um the nfl fantasy leagues are finished so i've kind of got my head in drafts uh of upcoming rookies uh the the hockey's just started and all the american sports are kind of kicking off with the basketball and the, the drafting system and, I, and i've watched draft day about seven times in the last week and a half and um we're gonna go to america um because i just i just want to go and experience america and i've not really done it properly and i've been toying with it and when we had the issue with the the loan bug and if it was going to be a permanent loan bug we were going to kind of restart the red star and the plan was to kind of have a couple of seasons out and go to, to America and do that first and then come back. So very much so a Philadelphia Union save is the next thing that I do. It's been something you've sort of threatened to do over time. So I, I think that'll be, be good. I think, I think for me, it's always, it's one of those things. I've not ever done one. I've not really gone 
and looked into it because I want to kind of experience it live in front of everyone first. And I think that's the, which I want to do, but then in, in my eyes, that's one of the bits that scare me the most is the fact that I could look like a right donkey when I have no idea what's going on. Um, this is, as Herb stated, that it's quite difficult. Not that Herb looked like a donkey, but Herb was stating the fact that actually with all the salary caps and trying to juggle the, 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 the rosters about, it actually can be quite tough. Um, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, so there's a spreadsheet for it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Not that the... Uh... The stint in France isn't going to be interesting with its twists and turns that I'm sure you're going to encounter. I'm, uh, well, you have already. To yeah, be fair. I'm genuinely, um, I've genuinely getting a lot of Palermo vibes with this one, um, and I know we're very much not far from the Palermo safe, right? It wasn't that long ago, but it just seems to be we didn't get off to the best of starts then, and it was such a struggle with the finances and. But it just seems to be that we've got a couple of players that would I can see Bizet coming all the way to the top with us. And I don't think he's going to be good enough, but I just think he's going to be good enough, if you know what I mean. You just got the vibe that he's he just, just going to score goals wherever we go. And I just hope that I hope that we can do him justice. I guess the benefit of you doing a save like the way you're doing it, where it's uh, sort of a collective thing. Well, I say it's to say it's a collection of saves, so all. all uh, encapsulated with their own un- within their own universes, so it means that should you get attached to it like you did with Palermo, you can always go come back to it even after you've sort of finished off the achievements that you're wanting to get. So you don't have to say goodbye permanently. Well, yeah, that's one positive thing. And I mean, Curry was talking about doing the twenty say uh, twenty seasons at a, at a club. Now, what we could do is after fifteen seasons, go right now we're going to go to America. Um, we're going to then go England, and we're like, well, what should we do? We've got these. Actually, we, we're, we're still smashing it in France. Let's just go back there. Let's do five more seasons there. You know, and we have that joy that we can pick that back up again. You know me, I always won for saying I'm never doing another one. And then you catch me offline on the pod and you're like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just, just just playing Forest Green. It's before, it's before years, dude. Get over it, mate. Yeah, I know, but, you know, just can't let go. It's one of them. It's one of them. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on. But thank you very much, Dupo. Uh, no, it's been good thanks, to thanks, ca- for everyone else to get caught up on your long-term aims as well as your uh, mid to short term. Anyway, spotlight time, gentlemen. So, this week uh, our spotlight is on match plans, and as I said, no, not them. But whilst we're here, does anyone? And I don't necessarily my, mean my uh, my co-hosts at this point. But does anyone listening, wherever you are listening to this podcast, actually use in-game match plans? If you do or you don't, let us know on Twitter, and maybe, 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 maybe we'll be able to turn it into a feature. But for now, match plans. So, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that squad building and playing matches are the two most popular areas uh, of play in the game. But what doesn't get talked about is what people are doing in build-up to a game. What are you doing to prepare? Do you just plug and play your downloaded tactic? <coughs> Sorry, I've got a curtie in my throat there. Uh, oh, <laughs> or, wow. or do you spend time preparing yourself? You That's why he's got lipstick on his chin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Uh, or do you spend time preparing yourself for your opponent and going in to match day with a plan? So, lots of questions there. Lots to unpack, gents. Uh, so, uh, we'll start with, with item number one. 
which is, uh, do you take any information from your scouts' report that you get ahead of the match? We'll go around the room, so it's... Uh, whoever say yeah, we could go yes or no, we can do whatever, but do you actually use the information that you get from from the scouts' report, or if you're getting someone else to provide you with the information? They, they give you a scout report. <laughs> I guess Dave wouldn't know either, but... <laughs> I do. Shade, yeah. thrown. <laughs> uh, everyone. No, I... Um... I always take a look at it before beforehand. I, it, I don't really adjust my system or tactic, you know, judging on that. But it's always nice to know certain information or how they lined up in the last game, so you know what what to expect, really. But I've never been one to, especially this year with the systems. I've never been one to sort of amend my system uh, depending on who we're playing against, really. But I think it's always nice to know in the back of your head who you're about to come up against and what they've been good and what they've been bad at this season, really. So, I guess it, I guess it's what bits of information you use from said scout report, or are there bits that you find more in, more useful than others? Because I remember in pre previous games, it would give you an overview of how they expect them to play, or if you're in non-league, it'll say that <laughs> you're, we don't know your opponent enough, and therefore we can't tell you anything, <laughs> which is always extremely useful but I, I used to find that it would say that they're expect we're expecting to line up a particular way and then it comes back and they they're playing 3-5-2 when it said they were going to be playing 4-4-2 for example so pinch of salt etc and I guess the higher up you are the the more accurate these scout reports are going to be well you've got the um like the little play style gif as well haven't you now that you get that shows you their yeah. expected play style so that's something that I always kind of look at so if it's route one you might look at kind of going, well, do you want to play a high line? Especially when I've been playing in League 2, that the balls over the top are just ridiculous. Um, you want to make sure you want to punch your screen every time you see one go over the top of the, the defender. Um, and yet, the, sometimes when you're a bit higher up and you've got a bit more data in the, those reports, like when goals are scored, sometimes I'll go for like a, I'll go to attacking during that, that window when they're most vulnerable. Um whether it works or not, who knows? But it's just something that I I tend to adjust there. I think I think it's those sorts of bits of information. It's interesting you are actually picking those out because it's one of those things that you see. Oh, it's just mentioned, but actually people paying attention to them sort of when when goals are scored. So obviously that, and then what you infer from that information, whether it's a case of the opposition or you or the opposition that it's scouted them playing against has gone too attacking too early or uh and that they're sat on the counter or alternatively they've gone from the outset gone crazy and then um scored early and then sort of intend to sit back and what how that might influence your your own tactical decisions ahead of the match yeah and you get in obviously reports like you know how many goals they've conceded against certain formations so if you've got two or three different variations of a tactic and they're more prone to conceding more goals against the 4-4-2 then you'd use your 4-4-2 but I don't know if other people I'm get, I'm judging by the lack of silence that people don't look at the detail in a scout report too much <laughs> literally <laughs> that way yes literally <laughs> I just went and checked I haven't even got a scout assigned to next opposition <laughs> I get my I get my analyst report uh, which he does, he does like. pay Jack Grealish four hundred grand a week, though, so <laughs> <laughs> can't afford that scout report. Hmm. So, 
if you're not taking any information from the the scouts report, um, are you looking at your well, I guess your opposition's form to yeah. try and guess what your what your what your move should be in terms of your tactical approach, or are you more like Dave, where you you don't bend for anyone <laughs> and therefore just play the same tactic regardless and just hope that you batter them? Well, you don't I think like- you built a system though, right? That thing mm. and. For example, you've built a system and you've built a way of playing that you would expect. Actually, we're the better side, so I would expect the others to be changing, changing their system to suit me and mm-hmm. to try and beat me. Yeah, in your in your like predicted to come top of the league, you would be the, you'd expect to be the dominant side. So then, yeah. yeah, maybe your tactic you would expect to do. But if you're not, I mean, you've both played Curtis and yourself played Aston Villa saves, um, Herb's MK Dons, so you haven't been. The dominant side when you've got teams, you know, especially in the Premier League, like your Manchester City, Man United, you know, Chelsea's, etc. Do so. Do you just go in that with a tactic going? I'm just going to play the same tactic, or do you? Nah. Do you, in your mind, you go, they're better, so what? I'm going to make adjustments, and then what would those adjustments be? I mean, I would normally, um, I would, I would run different systems or not different attitudes to the way that we 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 play our system so i'd still stick to the same system because i'm you know i i don't play a, a hugely attacking system but for me it would be well maybe we'll just sit back a little bit maybe we'll play shorter passing um and i have a system to play at home system to play away and then system to play the bigger boys uh, and it's just the same system but it's just ever so slightly tweaked that we would play slightly different maybe you know maybe if we're playing against a shorter team we'll play for set pieces for example I wouldn't say it's a bit. I wouldn't say I go hugely into depth with it. When I'm not playing with downloaded tactics, my um, <laughs> tactics that I actually set up um, are never that far from kind of quite balanced systems, really. Like, you know, I, I, I hate starting games like on attacking or on like, you know, super defensive or whatever. Um, so the way like I've always just reacted in game and that's kind of a little bit why um, I was a bit annoyed that the analysis tab has become uh, less prevalent this year Um, because quite often I just flick over to that look at sort of just average positions after 20 minutes half an hour and get a gauge you know just from that you get a gauge of how a team's kind of set up against you so now I'm paying you know I'm, I'm, I'm paying a lot more attention when I am playing games um, to kind of look for little nuances and little little hints within highlights and just reacting purely in game. Dave used mm. to love that heat map. Every half time, he'd always <laughs> go and look at it. Didn't that's it. Look at it. Doesn't look at <laughs> it. Not react. Just look at it. But I, I think I'm the same as Katie. So I, I will I will possibly run the two the, the tactic that and a bit like do actually a tactic with a system that I think works for the plays I've got. And then tweak it subtly, but I'll have that training. I'll I'm almost always go into the game the same way, and then after the twenty minutes, have a view on just hang on. How do I feel this game is going? Where do we need to go? And it will be the same two or three things I change every time. So that's what I've had with Dons at the moment. Is if I find they're too, we got really good strikers. If they're too defensive or they've got a lot at the back. I'll then be like, well, okay, let's stop trying to work it in because we're not getting anything. We're getting blocked off. Let's play quicker. Let's try and play over the top. And it'll be the same two or three tweaks I make all the time. But I'll do it in game. Yeah, ex- exactly that. Depending on certain situations or how teams are playing against me, like once you get to know your system, you know kind of 
what tweaks you need to make to be effective and you know it might not it might not work but you know seven or eight times out of ten uh it probably will because you know your system well enough at that point that you just know what changes you need to make here we go we're cooking on gas now so you have got match plans you just didn't know it um <laughs> i don't know if other people do it but something that i've always done is before Literally, like you're on your match screen and you go to like your opposition instructions. Does anyone look at like who the weakest defender is in terms of like bravery? So I've I always to. I always look at who the bravery is and then that I always put like press press that person. And uh, I do I've, I've started doing something. As well. Yeah, normally bravery. I just think because they won't like it up them. So I just I go hmm. for that normally, especially like playing in League Two. Bravery is just the one I go to because no one's composed. So if you get the pussy of the team, I just like press them. <laughs> try and win the ball back. But what I've started doing, I've done it with corners as well. So corner, like set piece kind of, um, they call it, it's not set piece simulator, whatever it's called. Creator. When you're trying to set up a set piece, set piece creator, yeah, that's the one. It's very limited to what you can do. So what I've done now is I've tried to look at what the opposition are doing with their first couple of set pieces, like when, when I've got a corner. And... If I see a player who's got like crap heading, I try and put my best header to kind of attack them just to see it. And I, I've scored a couple of goals from it, but I'm, I've just started trying to do it now where I'm like really paying attention going, right, I've got a corner. You know, where is where are their weak players to see if I can try and mm-hmm. gain an advantage just by placing my player in a different position. So that's a little work in progress that I'm, I'm on at the moment. I think um, after last year and kind of realising... I mean, set pieces have always been important, obviously, but um, the, I think the, the streamer showdown really shone a light on on certain set pieces and, you know, how you can kind of squeeze that little bit more out of a game if you're paying a lot more attention. So I'm, uh, I kind of do similar to you, Joe, in that w- with set pieces, if I notice anything specific, like you say, like, you know, a five foot six guy on the near post, then I'll overload the near post, you know, Um little things like that it doesn't happen often but every now and again it does but with opposition instructions i've always kind of i've never really touched them like in extreme cases i'll make an exception like if if a team's got a playmaker who's pulling the strings i'll make sure we're closing down i'll make sure someone's tight marking him um but generally i kind of leave them alone but this year um me and craigie shakespeare at villa we've built up quite the relationship and i've entrusted them to him so i'll only intervene on occasion um, but this is like the first time in I don't know how long I've allowed my assistant to take control of opposition opposition instructions. Guess you trust your brother, though, won't you? <laughs> I was going to say that is a twinning partnership, isn't it? Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Um, just he's with a, that, I haven't I haven't seen him. Um, I obviously I've not got his attributes in front of me, but is his tactical um, kind of attribute high? Uh, I believe so. Let me let me just check for you. I'm presuming he's because he's good. He's a good coach in the game, but it's, Tac- it's something that for opposition Tac- instructions, I've always wanted to have higher tactical attributes. Tactical tactical uh, coaching is 17. Tactical knowledge is 14. So for his so for his advice, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah. You, you where you've had? Do you remember like obviously when you had Stuart Pierce? people listen to the pod and they might they might not know if you hover over it and it says like for tactical information and how how well they understand it because there's no point setting your your assistant to do your opposition instructions if they don't know what the fuck they're talking about you might yeah. as well have stevie wonder just guess 
Is he a new gen? <laughs> might be. He might be. <laughs> They've got the hairstyle on point. Vision four. I mean, I think that four is lower. perhaps a bit, a bit. Uh, ah, there's rumours you could always see. Superstition <laughs> twenty. Yeah. That's the number he hears on the golf course. Uh, <laughs> My word. Oh dear. Oh dear me. <laughs> What's happened? Oh dear. Right. Okay, well, I guess kind of answered the next question, which was about sort of potent, like sort of getting your assistant or listening to them when it comes to opposition instructions. Um, but what actually makes you change uh, the mentality that you actually start a game on? Obviously, we've I think we've already found out that few of us actually use the information from the scout report. But there's one thing that I used to use, and I, I think I still use a little bit, but less so in the, the more recent iterations of the game, is the match odds. I don't know if anyone still pays attention to those. Interesting. No. Nope. No. I look. I look at them, no. but I, I. I wouldn't say. I mean, yeah, it says on favourite, but I wouldn't ever sort of use that to influence my tactical decisions. Not as if I'd use anything to influence my tactical <laughs> decisions. To be fair, <laughs> I, I only ever use it at the end when I've won and they said I wasn't favoured to win. I'm like, yeah, you know nothing, mate. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I've ever looked at odds. Um, I feel like when when Curtie come out saying oh, he, look, he he does weather. Um, <laughs> never something that's been on my kind of radar. That's got to be an experiment, man. Someone has got to do that. Same game in different weather conditions. What's the result going to be? Hey, if you're the king of saving and reloading, so you should yeah. know the difference. Yeah, I'm sure I am. Yeah. Between two games. Yeah. Well, the the thing with with match odds, I th- I'm not sure if it whether it's just a bit of a placebo, but I th- it gives you an indication more for um, things like team talks to suggest whether you're like how you should go about it obviously you can't go and say we're i'm expecting you to win when like mm. the the match odds are definitely against you it's a bit more difficult when it's closer and curty being the resident betting man will know that or understand that more than most but um i th- i do occasionally let it use uh, allow that to sort of influence me in terms of which mentality to start a game on just on that obviously we love a tangent since they've had the assistance advice on the team talk tab, has anyone used it and get a negative reaction? Yeah. What the, what their recommendation of what so should be said? Because now it says like you know you, you'd always kind of pick the second from top and you'd be all right, you know, in previous editions. But now it says assistance advice on the the team talk tab, mm. and I was just wondering if anyone's clicked it and it's given a negative attitude from the players. Or is it literally just a click this and everything will be all right? You might get neutral no, I, or positive, but mm. I don't recall ever seeing a negative. I'm ad- I'm adding nothing here, but um, I I always do team talks myself. I can't remember the last time mm. I delegated. Yeah, I do team talks myself. So, I think like you, Joe, I'm I I don't really trust my assistant to do things like team talks no. or uh, or the press conferences purely because they yeah. fuck them up no, no, every I, time. I don't I don't mean setting your assistant to do them. Mm. But actually, when you when it comes up, you have your block, don't you? Of eight oh, different no, options, different options, and it, and it literally it has the text now that says assistance advice. So you can you, you can pick whichever one you want, but normally the one that the assistance advice is is the one you'd pick. I, well, for me, it is, and it was just obviously that was what I was saying. If if you select that one with the assistance advice, have you had negative? 
I haven't, so I don't know if it's a thing or not. It was just, you know, spitballing. And it was so on, shit, on, those two have walked off. <laughs> on one of, on one of, I think it would have been, it wasn't the Man City save, but it was on like a, a non-league thing I was dicking around with. But I did have it, but then also the assistant was awful. So it's kind of to be expected. Stop so, there and just yeah, say Curtis quiz. Because <laughs> he's gone. He's had enough. He's, he's not having it. He's walked off. He's not having this. He's not having this. He's Pakistan. Um, I don't think I. I still change mentality based on pure fucking emotion. When I go in, if I want to change the game, I think it's part. It's one of the things I'll use when I want to push or when the game's getting late and I want a goal. It's mainly that's when I'll tweak mentality. I'll try. I again, I don't go in with anything too aggressive or defensive I think the high I, I like to stick on a positive because I, I don't know I like it um, but yeah changing it in game will normally be based around I don't want to tweak too much in my style but what about starting the game though like obviously no, when, when, with that you've got no emotion to, to base are you basing it on like league positioning what, or no, I will leave it on what, what players they have my or standard. do you just no whatever is working for my tactic so if I I will usually play, I've been I, let, I don't like cautious as much anymore. Essentially, I don't like cautious since it changed from being counter to cautious. I don't, I don't, I don't think if for some reason it just doesn't resonate with me. So I'll be on a balanced or positive depending on where, how my team's performing. So firstly, if I'm like, say, depending on the team I am, if I'm top, top of the table, I'll be positive most of the time. If I think I'm a bit of a weaker opposition, it'll be balanced. And then it'll be in game that I do most of the tweaking. So I'll be able to build a tactic on that mentality. And that's how I'll always go into a game and start. I think the uh, the popular thing at the moment is the Nando's chart, isn't it? You know, we've got it for tier one to five. <laughs> I'm just wondering when they'll bring it into Football Manager and have it for the risk factor. So attacking <laughs> attacking goes to tier five in red, and then it just works itself down in the little color chart. Because I, I we we say this all the time, but that risk kind of mm. um, using mentality as the risk factor is kind of the only way I, I do it now. Whether it's cautious or counter, it doesn't doesn't make any difference to me it's just it's less risky is how i see it mm. so that's that's how i kind of go through it yeah that's that's weird that like they changed it from counter which didn't really represent what it was to cautious which probably represents what it is more and herbs turned his nose up doesn't it? like it no. <laughs> but, um, so does, that, does that mean if you go attacking you can't see your parents during tier five <laughs> yeah um herb just wants it to be lime lime and mango lemon, lemon and herb it does demonstrate how, how like how stuck in our ways we are about certain things and like, yeah. how how completely illogical we we can be when it comes to to making decisions in game. Like you I don't like change. I only really change my mentality pre-game if I'm going into like a second leg of a of a, like a European tie or something like that where you know I've got a lead to protect or. Or I've got a chaser lead, but apart from that, I generally go in with the same mentality and, like I say, tweaking game when ne when necessary. But usually, it's just team instructions rather than mentality. And it's only really, I only really change mentality, um, in kind of desperate cases or if I'm really trying to protect a lead. Well, you said, like you said there, Joe, like you almost class the mentalities as tiers, and obviously, the higher you go in terms of attacking or very attacking, you'd say is sort of more risky i've probably found not just this year on fm but last last year as well 
that I have been using attacking a lot more. And like you say, it probably is a little bit more risky because uh, especially in my most recent season with Wolves, I, I was nowhere, I probably finished fourth or fifth in the league in terms of goals conceded. But in terms of goals scored, there was just ridiculous amounts. So I think like if you wanted to win games, if you think you're fairly strong, maybe a top half team, I'd possibly say, you know, give it a try for, for a number of games, especially the games that you think you should be winning. Get those players forward. Yeah, you might leak one or two more goals, but I think you'll have a much better chance of scoring more goals. Funny, isn't it? When you see people sharing tactics in on Twitter or on the forums or whatever, you always see people sharing attacking tactics. How many pe- how many times do you see like people sharing like cautious or or defensive? Can I put tactics? in very very quickly? There was someone that posted on Twitter the other day. He'd won the league. With uh, and he he scored. I think he, he obviously played thirty eight games and he scored thirty six goals and he'd won the league. Uh, he was winning all his games by like one nil, one nil, one nil because he played such a defensive tactic. He was like absorbing the pressure and grabbing one goal from a counter or a set piece every game. Also known as that and, like, the stats were absolutely amazing. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was check, class though. Yeah, find that tweet, Dave. Share. It. Yeah, let me try and find it. Yeah, that must be really interesting to watch. That. It was it was in Germany, <laughs> but like he said, he to be fair, he said on the tweet that's what he wanted to try and do okay. to like play quite a defensive system. And yeah, I'll have to try and find. Because I mean, I guess most people don't want to play a defensive system, right? So people will naturally be more like inclined to use a, a positive or attacking mentality. I see it. But like, you got you know, I don't know whether it's a myth that those systems are more effective within the game or whether, you know, all mentalities are kind of equal. Um, and it just, you know, it depends on the system. So I don't know. I just don't, you don't see many defensive systems sort of doing as well. I think that's perhaps more knowledge and squad building that allows you to use those more effectively because obviously if you uh, you build up a team that is set up to attack and then hope that they can defend as well so you're on a fool's errand so to so to speak i do have another question to ask joe so if you've got some what you were going to say is sort of more relevant to what they were discussing then i'll, I'll let you interject before i move it on was, it was only very quickly that playing in league two I started on like the like very attacking, and it wasn't that you get more players forward. It's just that they tend to just ignore your team instructions and just boot it forward. So I've actually you're saying about playing with cautious tactic. I started playing a more cautious tactic just so that they would knock it about and create more chances. Where I what the attacking side of it, I just wanted them to to push forward a bit more and just try and take more chances what they ended up doing was centre back would get the ball and just Mick McCarthy it just literally just punts it to the other end it just kept going to the keeper every single time and it was fucking me off so I went more cautious just to get them to play more my play a, more towards my team instructions which included like playing into space and you know trying to make use of fast players that are forward rather than going attacking and it just goes to a centre half that's you know told don't take risks and play short passing but just every time gets the ball, just kicks it to the other fucking penalty area. So I don't know if they're the better quality of players, the more rewarding player attacking maybe. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's that's a combination of the decision making, poor, like poor decision making, like and the other mental attributes that lead towards that. And then when you're wanting to play on a 
generally with attacking it's a, a faster tempo and so less time to think on the ball and so they're more rushed in those sorts of situations at least that's how I would read into those situations or but, released in my case I just release <laughs> them if they're shit bye but my, my, my question actually kind of links into that quite nicely which was a similar sort of thing about uh, I was asking a question about how you choose what mentality to start a game on. In fact, it was almost like it's almost like a combination of all of these points. But does anyone actually manually look at the team that they're likely to play against, or or on when it comes to match day, and then change what they're doing based on who's selected? For example, uh, they're they're playing fast centre halves, and so therefore you decide you're not going to not necessarily going to change your your own starting lineup but change how you're going to attack the opposition knowing that they've got players that can potentially cover uh, the ground so therefore passing into space is less likely to work because uh, your strikers can't outrun their center halves even when they're having to turn to sort of uh, chase the ball is a name that we haven't heard for a little while Callum Gribben so i was playing against him <laughs> and it obviously i i often go through the player um, kind of statistics for the league and I'd noticed that he's got like most passes attempted highest pass completion most key passes and things like that and he was playing in the kind of AMC strata and to be honest when I was playing against even though is it, I can't remember who he plays for now it's one of the it's one of the lower teams in league, league 2 it's totally gone out of my head now but for the one he was one, playing for one of the weakest teams but being the most influential and Normally, when I would go against one of the teams that were beneath me, I'd be playing a shadow striker behind my advance forward. Um, but because he was playing in that AMC strike, I actually took my shadow striker out and put a defensive midfielder in to just try and stop him. So that that's one example of it, but that's the kind of thing that I'd be looking at just to see if there's somebody that needs closing down in particular. Barrow. He plays for Barrow. That's the one, wheelbarrow. Only tw- 22. It's crazy, really. 22. Baller on FM. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to sign him. I want to sign him because he's got fucking crazy set pieces and I think that's going to be like a a key thing for me next season. I had a, I had a game in my Villa save, um, which is kind of relevant to your point, to your question, um, where I was playing Man United and they, had, they were playing Lindelof at right... Right centre back and Maguire at left centre back and Triore was my striker that season, uh, and he's quite quick. Um, but because he's left footed, he was naturally veering to that to Lindelof side, um, and kind of struggling. So I put him to man mark Maguire, so that he'd stay on Maguire's side more often, and uh, he ended up scoring a couple of goals in the second half. So I've yes. I've 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 tried to. Um, I've done that a few times now, like with good effect with Buadu now, who's my main striker. Like we're playing Liverpool when he was, yeah, basically coming up against Van Dyke. So I just stuck him to, to man Mark Matip and he, he, you know, he scores a goal or whatever. So um, that's quite a nice, that was quite a nice little thing that I've just happened upon this year. I do like it when, when a plan comes together or a match plan comes together. Mm. Uh, uh, no? Fine, sandbag me, you c- <laughs> uh, Right. <laughs> well, I found that, that little discussion quite useful and interesting and in seeing how other people 
prepare for matches. Or don't. Uh, or don't, <laughs> alternatively, yeah. So uh, it's time for a quiz from Kurt Diz. Kurt Diz Quiz! Right, it's a geography quiz. Joe's favourite. I know that's music. <laughs> no, that's music. music. Music's Joe's favourite. Well, hey, I've won the last three music quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got a few... Well, I've got 11 in total, so we'll, we'll do 10 and one for a tiebreaker if need be. Um, I've got 10 British landmarks. And what I want you to do is tell me the closest football league club to that landmark. Nice. And if you get the distance correct in miles, I you I will give you a, a bonus bonus point. Geo-guessing. Sounds like FM guesser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. I was watching a, a geo guesser stream stream earlier, and it and it gave me the idea. Inspired. So, um, are we all are we all okay with that? We all. Understand. Yeah, so I just it. need the. It's only football league clubs. So sorry to the uh, to the grassroots non-league. Um, Chiefs. But you know, there's some there's some easy ones, some tougher ones. So we will start with the first landmark, which is Stonehenge. Dupe. Joe. Dupe. Chippenham. They are not. <laughs> they are not football league. Football league. Joe. 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 They are National League. Plymouth. He just said football league, which is uh, not the non-league. Sorry, no. Jack. Plymouth. Incorrect. Dupe. Dupe. Swindon. No. Nerd. But by a hair's breadth. Nerd. Exeter. No. Dave. Dave. Forest Green. No. Joe. Dupe. Bristol Rovers. No. Joe. Joe. Bristol City. No, Herb. <laughs> Is it Reading? No. <laughs> okay. I'm going to... We've uh, got to skip that one. Yeah. So... Oh, the, oh can I have one last guess? Yes, of course you can. Yo, <laughs> Dupe, Yeovil Town? No. Uh, so... <laughs> this, this is Dupe, the closest landmark by me. Dupe was closest. Uh, it is 27 miles from Swindon. Uh, but it's also 27 and just under, according to uh, the, the website I used, uh, to Southampton. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's closer. Yeah. This, this, oh, mate. I respect to, to the ground or to the, to the city? To the ground. Because, to these, these are to the that, grounds. Is that as the bird flies or is that as, you know, it is the as, as the bird flies? That's down, oh. Mate, that's down the Salisbury Road, mate. Nah, I disagree with that. It's very close. It's very, <laughs> very close. Road a few times. The, answer, the answer is Abu Dhabi. Throwback. All right. Next up. Beef. St. Paul's Cathedral. Ooh. Uh, Everyone trying to think where that actually is. Joe. <laughs> Joe. Fulham. No. Herb. Herb. Chelsea. No. Dave. Dave. Charlton. No. It's a shout. Oh, Joe. But Dave is on the right side of London now. Joe. Joe. Millwall. Correct. Oh, Darn it. So those two live, live there. That's a bit unfair, isn't Again, it? Again, very, I mean, very close. literally used to live there. <laughs> very, very close between Millwall and Arsenal, uh, with Charlton in uh, third, third away. Darn it. So, one point, Joe. Landmark number three. Edinburgh Castle. 
Nerd. Nerd. Hearts. Correct. Oh. I just realised. Football league. I just realised. Football league. Being I just realised I've not been asking distances. So uh, well, we'll start to get the distances. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to get that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, We're struggling to get the fucking landmark. <laughs> 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 that point well presented. Right. Landmark number four Leeds Castle. I feel like that's going to be a. Oh, that's going to be a thing, isn't it? Uh, what is it going to be? Duke, Joe, Bradford City. Incorrect. <sighs> I feel like go for the out there. Joe, Leeds United. No. no. Dave, good. Let's get out. Dave, Harrogate Town. I'll give you all a clue. It's not. I don't, it's not give a clue. Okay. We'll say it then. Herb. Herb. Is it Crystal Palace? No. Herb. Is it Brighton? No. I'll give you all a clue <laughs> it's now. South London. It's south of London. It's in Kent. Yeah. Joe. Joe. Maidstone United. They're not in the No, league they're not two. Football League. Yeah, you're right, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> Joe, Joe. It was a good guess. Joe. Joe. Gillingham. Gillingham is correct. Ah! <laughs> oh, the Jills. Ten miles away. Ten, miles. Ten goes answering it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> this is harder than I thought it might be. Uh, I like it. Number five, landmark number five, the Angel of the North. Herb. Dave. Herb. Gateshead. Not Football League. Football League. Uh, Dave. Dave. Newcastle. Correct. Shit. Just four miles. Four miles. It's going to be a trick. Four I just miles. thought it was going to be a joke. Number six, the Roman Baths. Dupe. Dupe. Crystal Rovers. Correct. Ah. Oh, shout. Bath oh, aren't in it, are they? Very, are they, uh, Curly? Are they? Uh, very, very <laughs> close. But uh, Bristol Rovers just slightly closer than Bristol City. Number seven, the Eden Project. Joe. Joe. Plymouth. Correct. Oh, That's close to Exeter, though, right? Yeah. 26 miles from Plymouth. Uh, a little bit further to Exeter, yeah. Did a school trip there. Quite, quite a bit further. You didn't go to school. <laughs> yeah. I'll use the bus driver. Wasn't easy. <laughs> school trip. I don't drive buses, man. <laughs> Number eight, the Iron Bridge. Oh man. I haven't got a clue. Joe. Joe. Sheffield United. No. I'll give you a clue. It's in Shropshire. Dave. Dave. Shrewsbury. Correct. Gay yes. Meadow. Yes, uh, Twelve miles. Now we Iron Bridge is like one of the, for in the West Midlands, one of the go-to sort of places. Oh, yeah, and I was trying to think. It would have been Dolphin. Telford. It would have been AFC Telford, but obviously they're not in the league. So Shrewsbury is the best shot. Molyneux was second closest, Dave. Oh, imagine if you got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I had to right. think. Number nine. Uh, one of the uh, places they filmed that again show. I can't remember what it's called. Blenheim Palace. Dupe. Dupe. Oxford United. Correct. Oh, oh great oh. shot. 11, right miles. Uh, 11 miles. Number 10. This is a tough one. Malham Cove. And I'll give you a clue. It's in Skipton. 
in Yorkshire? Nerd. Nerd. Leeds. Incorrect. Dave. Joe. Dave. Harrogate. No. So Joe. Joe. Barnsley. No. I, I will also give you another clue. The club is not in Yorkshire. Dupe. Dupe. Oh, whole city. No. Oh, that was the one. Joe. No. Joe. Burnley. Yes. Wow. Oh, thanks for the clue, Sam. No worries. <laughs> oh, I get you now. <laughs> <laughs> I went the wrong side. <laughs> right. Uh, the winner's already been decided, so I'll give you the last one. Uh, number 11, Lancaster Castle. Very tough, this. Dave. Very tough. Dave. Blackburn. No, you're in the right area, though. Dupe. De- Dupe. Watchdale. No. Bit Dave. Nerd. Bit further north. Let nerd have it. Nerd. Morecambe. Correct. Oh. Wow, that's a lot Just further north. Three wow. miles away. Right. Uh, scores on the doors. Uh, in joint fourth, no, joint fifth, fourth place. Uh, with one point each, it's Herb and Nerd. GG's. Yay. Uh, in joint second, with two points apiece, we have Dupe and Dave as a party. Uh, and out on his own, four points, Mr. Friday Night FM. He loves drugs, that lad. Sir. He loves drugs. Music and drugs music, especially that. Dave, you'd have won that if I weren't here, mate. I want to argue, I want to argue the Southampton <laughs> yeah. one, but apart from that, I'm happy. It is a little bit controversial, I think. But it's fine. I'm going it's off fine. uh the, the website I used was yeah, I'm just gonna use footballgroundmap.com. So you put Steve in a postcode and it gives you your nearest clubs. I like that. Good good effort with that, Kurt. Really enjoyed that a lot. Very nice. Even though I shit. Never mind. <clears throat> anyway, that does bring episode 178 to a close. Uh, you can find the links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account, and Weestrom FM Discord server in the podcast description, or by visiting weestromfm.com, where you can find a download for Dave's successful 442 tactic that he has used with Wolves to win the Quim Tuple. I love that, by the way, Joe. That's excellent. I only put it in Quim t- you, mate. <laughs> I thought it was because uh, Quim, the Portuguese goalkeeper, I'm assuming. Exactly. Yes, I like love, just love another that. word for a vagina. <laughs> also that, but uh, maybe because it's you know I'll read it because it's put in. But never mind. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am Anchorman. Uh, five star potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms. The new podcast released every Monday. Thank you all for listening. There will be more from us uh, next week. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.